0: There were these three faces of my female graduate students looking at me with extremely grave concern, and I knew that something big had happened. Something big had happened to me and to my body and to my life at that time, at that moment. And I looked around at the stumps that were surrounding me, and I thought, wow, they look a lot like tombstones. It was a moment of... There's going to be a before this fall and there's going to be an after this fall. And I didn't know what that after would be. From outside, this is The Daily Rally.
1: Short stories of resilience in the face of big challenges and unexpected adventures. Today, one frightening moment reminds a forest biologist what really matters. After this.
0: I'm Nalini Nadkarni. I use mountain climbing techniques to get to the top of trees to study the plants that live up in the treetops. I'm a small brown woman. I love life. I love people. I love solitude and I love my connection to nature, especially trees. I think they're the most magnificent beings on earth. It was early in the morning in the Olympic rainforest on the extreme west coast of Washington State. The trees are very old, they're very big, and they're covered with moss and lichens. I was there with three graduate students of mine, and my students were very excited because they hadn't climbed before. But I've climbed trees for the last 45 years, carrying out research on the importance, the ecological importance of canopy-dwelling plants and animals in rainforests. We always take great care in where we put our lines. We want to make sure that the rope goes over at least two branches. We had it all spread out. And then I set off on climbing one of these big trees. They're about 200 feet tall with big spreading limbs. I put on my harness and clunked it it shut. I checked my carabiners. I checked all of the gear. And I started ascending the rope. And when I was about 50 feet off the ground, I I was getting to the branch I wanted to get on to to set up the plots that I was going to set up. I threw my leg over the branch, I'm a scientist, so I'm always thinking about plots and study design and so forth. But I'm also a person who loves trees. And so that moment of being alone in the canopy is always a special one. Not just like, oh, what scientific thing am I going to describe or define or discover? But who is this tree? And who am I to this tree? And what is this tree to me? I was just sort of thinking about those things, almost like a spiritual connection for that moment. And I leaned forward on my rope, you know, which was holding my weight. And then suddenly, there was no tension in the line. And I found myself hurtling off the branch and fell 50 feet to the forest floor. You know, and you'd think in this forest, that is like one of the densest forests in the world that I would have hit some of the branches that would have slowed my fall, but I fell, as my graduate students later said, like, like a silent sack of sand and just landed on the ground. And I was unconscious for about seven minutes, and then when I awoke, I was lying on my back, looking up at the canopy instead of down at the forest floor. I really didn't know anything until two days later when I woke up in the ICU of of Harborview Medical Center, which luckily has this fabulous trauma center. And I knew what the before was of being this successful academic professor and publishing papers and getting proposals and having graduate students and giving public lectures and being a National Geographic explorer and getting academic rewards. That was me then, but I had no idea what was going to be me in the future. I had uh, exploded five vertebrae and broken nine ribs and broken my pelvis in three places and lacerated my lung and broke my fibula and had traumatic brain injury. And so I was really kind of a a broken up mess, I guess, at that point. Um, But I got great medical care. And within a day, my my daughter and my son and my, my husband came to Seattle and were by my side, really, for all of my early recovery. And over the weeks, my graduate students visited me. I had all kinds of friends who visited me. Colleagues came. And I sort of realized that one of the most critical things in recovery, you know, whether it's an accident like mine was or whether it's the loss of your pet or whether it's a heart attack of your neighbor or whether it's a broken engagement, you know, what matters most is the web of relationships that you have that carries you through. There would be times I'd be in a grocery store and somebody would come up to me and I was wearing that stupid collar and and limping around and this woman would say, well, oh my gosh, it looks like you've had a terrible accident. And I'd go, yes, yes, I certainly did. And she'd say, well, let me tell you about my terrible accident. And at first I thought, oh my God, I don't need to hear about any more trauma. But what I did realize finally was that I did need to hear about her trauma. I did need to hear about her accident because it made me realize I wasn't the only one who had experienced something that had stopped them, that had made them ask, what was I before and what will I be in the future? And so I started listening and seeking out those encounters because I realized, although I couldn't fix them and they couldn't fix me, what we could do for each other was hear each other and listen and sympathize and empathize as well as we could. I'm kind of back to being physically what I'm able to do. But I've changed a lot internally, I think, and part of that was due to my relationships because when I was lying on that bed in the hospital and thinking, oh my God, what if I never write another grant proposal again? What I didn't realize was that my friends and my colleagues and my family they didn't care a dime about whether I would ever write another paper. They just wanted to get me back. And that was this huge lesson for me because, because you know, pretty much all my adult life I've been on this, what I think of as this riding this bright red arrow, you know, that will take me higher and faster and better with more achievements and more accomplishments so that people will think, oh my God, she's really hot. She's really worthwhile. But... When you're lying in a hospital bed and you can't even stand up by yourself and people are still saying, we love you, then you start believing it. And so for me, that was the big moment, was not the fall. It was the discovery that my value as a person was not what I achieved. Even though it's been seven years since I fell out of that tree, that moment of the fall is far longer than a moment. And I remember when I was lying on that forest floor thinking this is the moment of before and after. And that moment of that fall was a moment, but I've seen how it has expanded. Its impact has expanded. Its momentness has expanded to every single minute, every single moment of the way that I'm living my life now. And so when I meet someone who's had a disturbance of some kind, and yes, you have to take in the hard parts of that, but there are some generative things about that, and you're going to be arriving not at the original state you were, and you're not going to be at the disturbed state that you were. You're not going to be, like, crumpled on the forest floor, but you're never going to get back to that original state, and that's okay. You're going to come back to some third state, and it's neither the original nor the disturbed And it's neither better nor worse than either of those. It's just different. And if we can embrace that and accept that and look to that as a time of growth, a time of shift and of change that would not have otherwise happened, then I think we can see the disturbances that are inevitable, unpredictable, but inevitable in our lives. And um, I'm kind of... a better person because of it so I have to in some ways thank that rope that failed that brought me from the canopy to the forest floor now I'm walking again in the new world that I find myself
1: Nalini Ned Carney is a professor of biology at the University of Utah she is a mother a wife and a researcher. She is known as the queen of canopy research and is the author of Between Earth and Sky, Our Intimate Connection to Trees. You can learn more about Nalini at her website, com. That's N-A-L-I-N-I-N-A-D-K-A-R-N-I.com. This story was produced by me, Kat Jaffe. We want to hear your stories. Please nominate the people in your life who found a way to rally. Go to outsideonline.com slash dailyrally, where you can also see photos of many of our guests. The Daily Rally was created for Outside by me, Kat Jaffe, and House of Pod. The executive producer for Outside is Michael Roberts. Additional production and script editing by Marin Larson and additional editing by Sarah Fuss-Kessler. Our audio editors are Kevin Seaman and Benny Beausoleil and our music is composed by Louis Weeks. We appreciate our Outside Plus subscribers who make this show possible. To learn about the many benefits of a subscription and to subscribe now, go to outsideonline.com slash podplus. Thank you for listening.